Are you looking to launch your career on a graduate programme at the forefront of tech and innovation, but that doesn't require you to have a technical background? Yes, this job really does exist. Find out more in this episode of Future You. Hello and welcome to Future You, the podcast from Graduate Careers Experts Prospects. We are here to help you achieve your career goals. My name is Dan Mason and this episode features my interview with Catherine Brewster from FDM Group. As you'll hear, FDM recruits around a thousand graduates every year in the UK into its technology and business consultancy programmes and Catherine's right at the heart of that. So she really knows what she's talking about not just about FDM, but also when it comes to application processes, the skills graduate employers are looking for, and how you can impress them. If you want to find out more about any of that, this one is for you. A final point before we start, if you're about to turn off because FDM's graduate programmes are in the tech space, and that's not your degree background, I suggest you keep listening as there are some really interesting comments from Catherine on recruiting graduates into tech jobs who have studied a wide range of different subjects at university, and also tips on how to gain some of those highly prized new technical skills. Okay, here we go. My name is Catherine Brewster, and I work at FDM Group as the UK Graduate Talent Attraction Manager. Um, I've been with the business for um, about seven and a half years. It'll be eight years in September. And I um, I actually joined FDM as a graduate recruiter as soon as I graduated. So once I finished university and since then have done a lot of work, obviously, as a graduate recruiter, um, a lot of work on campus at universities around the attraction piece and then progressed into, into my current role where I manage and oversee the graduate recruitment team um, at FDM group across, across our UK offices as well. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Um, could we just start by perhaps giving us a bit of a background, a bit of an overview of what FDM is, what what, what it does, um, and then give us a bit of an insight into how the organisation has uh, sort of faced the challenges of the last year in particular? Yeah, no, absolutely. We are the market leaders within um, recruit, train and deployment of business and technical consultants. Um, so we focus very much within the graduate space. Um, for all, we do have programmes for returners and ex-forces. Um, my particular role focuses on in the graduate programme. So as a business, we, um, we hire people into our organisation. Um, we tend to hire in the UK about 1,000 graduates a year, all throughout the year, um, who join FDM. So we hire people, they begin with training initially um, through our academies. And then following that initial training period, those individuals are then employed by FDM, but will work as consultants um, out on site with our clients. So um, our consultants tend to go into either business or technical IT consultancy roles, so quite a broad variety. But we really do focus on um, people from a broad range of different backgrounds and believe that you don't have to have studied a technical degree to be able to be successful and have a career in, in technology. I guess in terms of the last 12, 14 months or so, um, some of the challenges that we have faced um, up until March last year, all of our um, a lot of our staff internally worked, you know, in the offices, 
we, all of our academy training would actually take place in one of our physical academies in either London, Leeds or Glasgow. All of our assessments would take place um, in person as well. And, and we would do generally about 450 events on campus at universities across the UK as well. So we had a lot of changes and, and challenges we had to adapt to very quickly. And um, some of the key things we did was, was we obviously switched our assessment centres to all take place virtually, um, which we're still doing now and is, is working really well and allowing us to kind of reach, I think, a wider group of, of people as well. Um, our academy training has all been running virtually as well. Um, and I think it has really given us an opportunity to really um, look and consider how that training works and is, is run um, you know, in the future um, once we get back to some level of normality as well. And then obviously all of our staff, it was a big shift for everyone to go from you know being in a busy office um, a lot of the time to obviously then be, be working from home, working remotely. So it took a little bit of time to get everyone set up, but um, you know, everyone quite quickly got used to that and the business introduced a lot of touch points so that you could still feel connected to the business, even though you're working, you know, remotely and from home. Yeah, absolutely. And you've touched on it there um, uh, in, at the start of that answer, but could you uh, just go into a bit more detail about the, the types of opportunities that are available for graduates at FDM? Yeah, so we have um, a lot of opportunities available we, um, we did see a slight dip in, in terms of recruiting last year um, at kind of the height of the, the pandemic when we actually made a switch to, to kind of focus on supporting the graduates we already had in our business, but we still kept recruiting and kept our roles open. They were just at a slightly lower rate than we obviously would, would normally have. Um, but at the moment and since we kept, you know um, started 2021, the, the demand from our clients is, is kind of back up to normal levels. We've got lots of opportunities and um, the specific roles we have available. So within our technical pathways, we have opportunities for people to go into software development, opportunities for people to go into software testing, business intelligence um, and uh, cloud computing and big data engineering and uh, technical operations as well. So those are some of our more technical um, roles in our tech pathways. And um, they cover quite a broad range and, and varying different areas and varying levels of kind of technical aptitude you need to be successful in those roles. But we really do look to welcome people from all backgrounds, all degree backgrounds into those roles um, and run quite a number of different events and boot camps um, for people to help upskill you know, before they, they choose to join FTM or, or apply as well. And then we also do have a business pathway, which is focused more around the project management, business analyst and, and risk regulation and compliance space, which are roles still working within the technology industry, but are looking more at those um, sort of overseeing a project, less technical roles, but still a clear interest and passion for a career in, in the tech industry as well. So there's, there's really, what, what I get from that is there's a lot of variety in the roles. So, I mean, this next question might be tricky given that variety, but is the, are you able to sort of give an impression of 
what you're looking for from graduates in terms of uh, qualifications. You've mentioned different degree backgrounds, skills, characteristics. Um, what what is it that you're looking for? So, in terms of um, degree backgrounds, we we really do want to hire people from a broad range of universities. So we recruit from all different universities and all different degree backgrounds as well. And so we don't specify that you have to have studied a particular course and actively encourage people to apply from from kind of um, non-traditional tech backgrounds as well. I'd say what we're looking for is we do have some standards and strengths that we assess on. Um, So our assessment process of what we're looking for from graduates is very much focused on potential. So we aren't looking for someone to join our business who and expecting them to have loads of experience, loads of knowledge in a certain area. What we're looking for is for them to have a real curiosity, you know, an interest in a particular area. But we're not looking for them to kind of start and be the perfect finished, polished product um, from day one, because we have that training period to help grow and develop people and, you know, gain experience with our clients as well. So. Some of the key things we do look for is, as I said, a curiosity. So a curious learner, you know, that you keep up to date with what's going on in, in the tech industry, You're naturally kind of interested in um, new products that are being released and, and just kind of have an interest in learning and developing your skills further in, in that area. Um, we also do look for people who are quite logical. Um, so we look for people who look to solve problems in quite a logical way a methodical approach which that can come from you know a real variety of, of different ways that people have you know approached problems um, as well and then some of the other key strengths around you know being a really um driven performer so actually really driven and motivated to be successful to keep growing and, and developing in in your field um as well and those are just a few of the, the key strengths that we're looking for from from individuals um, but they can come from your professional experiences, you know, your university time or experiences you've had within um, your personal life as well. Um, it's all about your potential and the individual rather than, you know, hiring lots of the same people. Brilliant. And we'll we'll come on to shortly um, the application process and how candidates can demonstrate all those things, um, all those things to you. But just before we do... Talking about skills, um, one of the things we hear a lot here at Prospects, and I think students and graduates hear a lot sort of in the news, is about skill shortages in particularly technical areas that graduate employers see these skill shortages and, you know, don't see um, graduates coming through with the right skills. Are there any particular skills that um, you would want to highlight and, and say to students or, or recent graduates, that if you focus on these things, you know, we, we do see a shortage of these. And if, if you can bring these to us that that really gives you a, a you know an opportunity to impress you yeah I think one of the key areas that we do um generally see is you know around that technical space and some of you know all of the different technical roles we have available I think there's definitely an, an assumption still from people that you have to have studied a tech or a stem-based degree to be able to have a career in technology um and I think there's what we're starting to see and I do think that the pandemic has actually helped this in a way and given people more opportunity and more confidence to kind of take part in boot camps and upskilling sessions. But I think regardless of what degree you've studied, whether it's technical or non-technical, um, 
you know, FDM and other employers, we're running lots of bootcamp sessions. So we run some sessions around Excel, where you start at quite basic Excel skills, and then you develop to the more kind of technical side of things. And that's just, you know, some virtual sessions you can log on to, develop your skills in that area. We do some around um, introductory to coding. So starting with um, Python as well and looking at um, SQL and databases. And I think that the thing I would really urge people to do is don't just think that this is a career for someone from a really technical background. Actually, at FDM, you know, we love to, to chat to people and receive applications from people who maybe have studied a completely, you know, non-technical degree and have actually done a few boot camps or joined some, you know, a few sessions to develop their skills in those areas. And I think at first it sounds like a big investment in your time, but actually, you know, joining a boot camp once a week for a few weeks for an hour or so, you know, you can learn a lot in quite a short space of time. And, and I think that's really an area where students and graduates can, can kind of set themselves apart from, from others as well. So just, just going back then to the application process, could you just take us through that, uh, the different stages that you have and uh, it, maybe it differs for different different strands of your of your graduate programmes and, and how uh, candidates can really uh, make a mark in that process? So our standard um, process is that people, we would look for people to make a, an online application. Um, it focuses on a few sort of requirements, questions, but a lot of it obviously is around your, your CV. And then um, with your CV, I think I always say to people, you know, get the basics right. Make sure you've got the basics right on those CVs, but also show us, you know, why you're interested in a career at FDM and why you're interested in the in the tech industry um, as well. Um, once um, an individual has been applied online, they will then have a, a pre-screening telephone interview with one of our recruiters, which is really just to get to know you a little bit more run through kind of our program, how it all works, and um, and also really identify, you know, where's the best fit for, for you as an individual? Obviously, we've got lots of different areas, different pathways, so which one, you know, are you most suited to and are most interested in as well? And um, following that, we will then ask people to do a video interview, so a pre-recorded video interview, just a few um, strength-based questions that we ask you at that stage as well. Um, nothing too too difficult, nothing too challenging, um, but uh, but obviously assessing you against those strengths I mentioned before. And then if someone is successful through this stage, um, we would then um, in the past we would would have invited someone straight to an assessment centre, but actually about um, June time last year we because everything was running virtually we actually changed the process slightly so that people following their video interview will do some of our. Um, online tests, which are around, you know, verbal, numerical reasoning. And then following those tests, we'll then be invited to the final stage, which is our um, final stage interviews. So three strength-based interviews and our business introduction um, to give you more information as well. And we really chose to divide up the last two stages because we found when that was, you know, happening and going and someone was going through that process all in one day, there's a long time to be sat at your screen and, you know, it didn't need to all happen at once. So we have divided up those processes. Okay. And just, just to add to that quickly, you mentioned um, earlier on when we were talking about challenges of the last year and mentioned again there that you'd moved assessment centres online. 
Um, you, you, you might not um, know this yet, but I, w- I wonder if you've made any decisions about whether you'll, after lockdown is over and so on, will you be keeping uh, virtual assessment centres? Because you mentioned that they'd worked really well, or do you plan to sort of revert back to everything in person? Um, I think we, we're still deciding at the moment. It's still kind of up for discussion. But what I kind of foresee happening is that I think we definitely will keep some level of the virtual offering because, you know, depending on where people are located, you can't always get to one of our offices or our centres. You know, it's not easy to get there for, for an assessment centre starting in the morning. And so I think we will definitely look to keep um, to keep the virtual offering. But I think there are some people who would prefer to come into our offices as well. So in the future, what I imagine us doing is that we will continue to run a virtual assessment centre as an offering or they can obviously come into um, one of our offices for for an assessment centre as well. Um, But as I said, it's still still to be confirmed and decided. But I think that's kind of the direction we'll be heading. Okay, so let's move on now to um, those candidates who've been successful. They've started on started their new role. Can you talk a bit about the kind of support that um, new graduate employees get when they're when they're just starting at FTM? You sp- at FDM. You've, you spoke about how the role works in terms of you become a consultant. You work for FDM as a consultant to clients. It's a bit different to many other graduate employers. So how how do you support graduates in that that through that program? Yeah, so the initial part of the programme is is obviously whilst people are in training. And so there's a lot of support obviously available there. So um, people will join in in kind of class, classroom sizes um, and they will currently, as I said, join the training remotely. They will have a specific trainer who will, um, you know, work with everyone throughout each element of the training and work with that particular group. So they have a lot of support from their trainer in the initial um, period of time. And that training is very much designed to prepare people for the projects and the roles we'll be going into with our clients. And we do also give everyone the opportunity to get a mentor. So um, we have a large mentoring program within FDM um, for both our people on our programmes, but also our internal staff as well. And um, everyone who joins the business is given the opportunity to get a mentor which I always encourage people to do because I think it's great to have, you know, that, that support um, mechanism around you and have that person who you can, you know, speak to, get advice on, um, who's slightly separate from, from your day-to-day role as well. Um, we do also run a number of um, events around coaching and learning activities. And I think they've actually um, increased even more so over the past um, year or so, where it's been really important that everyone's working from home you actually can bring everyone together as um as employees within our business so we have um staff networks which run events we have um lots of well-being activities you know we had people running yoga classes or um meditation sessions as well over um over the past 12 months and i think it's important that as a business you get kind of that support directly linked to your role and your own kind of professional development but you also still have that social element where you can you know engage with the community of other FDM employees and consultants um, and and have that kind of more um, focus on your well-being um, in relation to, to the role as well 
And then when people do actually go out on site with our clients, obviously a lot of our consultants are still working remotely, um, but we do have a whole team who are dedicated to our consultant experience um, and the consultant experience team. And they really focus on how we can support our consultants throughout that period, whether that's kind of regular reviews and check-ins to see how things are progressing, or whether that's through actually, you know, surveys and two-way communications and understanding you know what is it that our employees need from us as a business and how can we support them further and how does that change dependent on you know what's going on in the world or, or in their lives as well um, and then obviously there's a lot of support around mental health and well-being um, mental health um, ambassadors within our business as well who are always on hand to support anyone um, in in that space um, as well so I guess lots of different support at different stages, depending on where someone's at. But the key thing is that it's always there and always available. So then just just finally, um, we sort of look beyond that that initial period, uh, something we know that seems to be increasingly, increasingly important to students, graduates, as they're looking for jobs at the moment, is having a sense of the longer term or medium to longer term career development opportunities when they join an organisation? What, what can you tell us about or give us an insight into that at FDM? So within um, FDM, our programme that people would join is um, a training period and then a two-year programme where you're going to be working on site with our clients for, for a minimum of two years. Um, I think a key thing um, that we do focus on is, is during that two-year period, we have a whole focus on um, professional development as well. So actually run various learning events and activities to kind of pull people together and share expertise and knowledge as well. And in terms of our programme, a lot of our consultants following the two years will will actually be offered permanent roles with our clients and will transition to permanent roles with those clients and obviously progress their career from there as well. And for us, it's really important that they then, you know, still remain part of FDM as part of our alumni network. And, and we can actually then connect those individuals to um, our kind of new who are just joining the business as well. Alternatively, everyone on our programme can choose to stay with FDM and become a more senior consultant as well. And because we have our academy training on hand, you know, people can pick up additional training and, you know, have discussions around where do they want to see their career progression and growing um, and, and going into as well. So, um, you know, it depends on the individual and what they make of that two-year period and where they want to go and develop. But there's um, lots of different opportunities and avenues for them to explore. And I think with our academy and our training, we always have that, um, that kind of professional development opportunity on hand for people um, as well. But I think for graduate, the key thing is... I found personally as well is that when you first start you might have a plan of where you want to see your career going but actually it also just develops in terms of the experiences you have in your first few years when you graduate and actually I think the key is just to make the most of those opportunities put yourself out there um, grow develop and and keep doing so so that you're always kind of at the forefront um, of of the industry and opportunities will just naturally arise as a result of that. Thanks so much to Catherine. Some really useful advice in there, particularly around that point that you don't necessarily need a highly technical degree to be successful on this type of graduate programme. 
It's also worth highlighting what Catherine said there about the future of assessment centres being that hybrid mix of online and in-person. That is something we know employers are moving toward in the medium and longer term beyond COVID. So to find out more about that, I recommend listening to our previous episode on virtual assessment centres. Meanwhile, to search and apply for graduate jobs and for lots more advice on career options, head to prospects.ac.uk. You can follow and listen to Future You on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or whichever app you choose to get your podcasts from. Or you can find us at prospects.ac.uk forward slash podcasts. Please do share this episode with anyone you know who might find it helpful. And finally, you can get in touch with any comments, feedback or suggestions. Just email podcast at prospects.ac.uk. I'll be back with more next time. But until then, thanks again for listening and I'll see you soon.